Hey guys, it's Brock here, and I am so excited to introduce this episode of the Brock Cannon Podcast today. I had the great, great pleasure of sitting down with the wellness vixen, Lauren Bragg, here from my home in Santa Barbara, California. And Lauren is not only just an, an incredible goal coach, and I, I know what you might be thinking, like, oh, really? Like, do I really need a goal coach to start hitting my goals? Goals are a very, very prevalent fear for most people I found because why most people have had failures and not hitting their goals well we get into some real talk um, we use real language so if you have little ones around uh, please note that and uh, you, know, you guys are just gonna love this episode Lauren is practical we really go into some some tactics and steps that you can take right away I think you're gonna get so much value out of this episode and she also mentions um, some free resources that she has. I just love the way this woman does business. I love her energy. I love how she's empowering women. And I think you guys are just going to have a blast listening to this one. So check it out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brock Cannon Podcast. I am your host, Brock Cannon. And I am super pumped, you guys. I've been like talking about this episode for a few days now because I have the one and only Wellness Vixen, which I just love that name, period, <laughs> um, Lauren Bragg. And we're going to get into goal setting and some of the coolest strategies that I've seen ever about how to really manifest exactly what you want. And I got to tell you guys... Um, I was first drawn to Lauren's energy the first time I met her because she's just, she's hysterical and <laughs> she's always got something positive to say and just makes one of those people where you just feel awesome being around them. And that's been a big strategy of mine this year is just to surround myself more with people like that. And it's ultimately assembling the tribe to help take you to the next level. So without any further ado, Lauren, welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you here. What an intro, man. That's, that's my heart is full from hearing that. I'm stoked to be here. I love being on podcasts. I'm so excited to see what you get going with this and to listen to all of your past episodes. So I have not done my homework. You don't want to listen to the past I episodes, don't. they say. <laughs> except, except the one we did this week was good. Okay, that one was yeah, good. Yeah, all right. But this is going to be the best one ever. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah, well, I'm stoked. Um, I am a goal coach and I love setting goals and accomplishing goals and celebrating and I'm stoked to um, share a little bit. Okay, super stoked. So let's give our listeners just a little bit of history on you. Okay. You know, where did you grow up? What was your favorite breakfast when you were five? <laughs> you know, all the essentials type of stuff. Yes. Uh, let's see. I grew up in a tiny, tiny town in Northern California called Murphy's. And it is in the foothills between Tahoe and Yosemite. So um, I think the whole town has about 3,000 people in it. And um yeah, it was just really cool to grow up in a small town. Uh, I went to college at Humboldt State, so um, got my little fix of the super NorCal and the redwoods and the ocean, and also um, started to um, cultivate my love for cannabis there, mm. and, um, you know, growing and just learning. You know, everyone's into it there, so that was just really cool to be exposed to that whole thing, especially when it wasn't even legal then. It was like such a, right. you know, taboo. Um, and then I remember my parents, when I was in college, moved to Camarillo, and I 
came to visit them and I drove through Santa Barbara and I was like, wait, what is this place? And so it became my goal then to get out of humble and come to Santa Barbara. Um, favorite, favorite breakfast food. Um, <laughs> always been, I think, I don't know. I love eggs, like super farm fresh eggs. It's just been always in any type of way. I'm not, I don't discriminate against my <laughs> eggs. It's any kind. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I landed in Santa Barbara. And, um, I'm an only child. I've been married for seven and a half years. Um, and I have a dog. Her name's Lucy and she's a boxer. Oh yeah. And so cute. she's, yeah, she's lovely. So we, um, I think I've been in Santa Barbara for almost 10 years now. Had a little stint in Ventura, mm-hmm. um, which was fabulous too, but, um, Santa Barbara's my spot. Okay. Yeah. So, um, going from, going from, you know, Humboldt and small town, mm-hmm. you know, when you move to Santa Barbara, which has, I don't know, what, 100,000 people, yeah. maybe more on the, in the suburbs, but yeah. did it feel like a big city to you? Or like, yes. what was it like growing up in that small a, a town? So, yeah, two parts to that. So small town, it was so, so lovely growing up in a small town. It was safe. We could go anywhere. Like we knew the sheriff, you know, and you know, it was just, it's, um, everyone kind of looks out for each other. Everyone knows each other. You can't go to the grocery store without running into like five different people. Um, and coming to Santa Barbara, first thing I noticed, I was like, what the fuck is in the water here? Because (laughs) everyone is beautiful, you know, um, that was, yeah. And it just felt big, but I was craving that. Like I'd been in small town for, for, you know, so long. And I really was craving like, um, you know, that there was like nightlife and there was like more posh restaurants and that, I don't know, there's something soothing about like just knowing that people are out and about like in your city. Right. And I never had that girl, you know, it's like nine o'clock in, in Murphy's and it's, it, everyone's in bed. Yeah. And so I just sort of liked the energy here and, um, yeah, everyone, everyone is so beautiful here. Isn't it wild? They are. There's some beautiful people <laughs> here, no what? doubt. Yeah. <laughs> some may be attributed to some amount of plastic surgery. Some, like, let's, right. let's be real. Let's but, be real. you know, the sun makes people happy. Like, I genuinely yeah. believe that. Totally. You, you wake D. up every morning and look out your window and yeah. see palm trees, and it's it's not bad. Yeah. Didn't we just get, like, named the nicest weather city to live in in the U.S.? I, I'm I like, had don't heard, tell I, everyone. I believe it. Yeah. No, don't come here. It yeah. sucks. <laughs> it sucked. Okay, yeah. so um, how did you ultimately become a goal coach? Like, what was the journey? When when did you even start setting goals, and why was that so key for you? Oh man. Um. So I'm super type A, um, in general, and so list making has always been a part of my life. Like my lists have lists, and um. <laughs> I think that that sort of is goal setting and manifestation 101 basics, right? Mm -hmm. Taking ideas out of your head and writing them down. So from super early, probably like, you know, high school, college time in there is when I started just realizing that I felt better when I wrote stuff down. Um, And so I, it's an interesting journey. So I was um, in the software industry for five years as a director of client relations And, um, you know, big girl job and it paid well and I was just not really happy. Mm. But shout out to my coworkers, Teresa and Josh and Brandon, because I love you guys. Um, But I I was feeling empty and I needed to make a move. So the gym that I go to now, I took a break from them. Um, Innate Fitness, shout out, you guys are amazing, like amazing movement, functional fitness coaches that are like just wonderful. 
so way back in the day, I think Jeremy had uh, proposed, um, I was a smoker and I got involved with this gym to kind of like kick that and get in shape. And um, I am a chef at home, not by trade, like your beautiful wife. Um, <laughs> and shout out Melissa Petito. She's fabulous. Um, I, yeah, I just am good at cooking and prepping and all of that. So the gym encouraged me to start a blog and that's kind of where everything started from blog came coaching. Um, then I got certified with, um, Institute for Integrative Nutrition, um, to do sort of the health coaching world. And then I think the big catalyst, big pivot point was, working at Lululemon. So I worked part-time at Lululemon because I'm obsessed. I mean, okay. yes, just... You yes. don't own any Lululemon? I, mean, I don't have any. <laughs> My underwear are Lululemon right now. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so they're a super goal-centric company. And by working there, you have to have a set of goals and um, every everybody has to have their goals posted on the wall. And what was cool about that was um, they really took time to invest in me learning more about that. And because it kind of came naturally to me, just type A listy type thing, um, and already being a coach and sort of in leadership roles in my business, um, I became the goal and development coach for the store in Santa Barbara. And um, yeah, they sent me to um, like Landmark Forum and a program called I Goal You and just really like invested in that piece of me. Mm. So I was able to sort of coach new hires and do all that. And so that was really when I was first exposed to like the process of, of goal setting that there's like some systems out there. Um, and what I realized from that also is that it needed a little work. And so that's kind of how I created my system. And so Lulu was 2014 to 16. And so I've been um, really shifted away from the health coaching to goal coaching because having good health and feeling good is a goal. Right. And what I realized is like everybody's got goals, right? Like you want something with your health or your wealth or your business or your whatever. Hi. Um, and all of it's just a goal. And so what if, what if what's missing, you know, the key to accomplishment is just this blueprint? Like what if we just had something we could follow regardless of what we wanted to accomplish? Mm -hmm. So that's what I came up with. I love that. So, so many things I want to dive deeper in. Um, first thing is, Tell me about that moment where, and, and again, like I want to preface this. I have tons of friends that have nine to fives. Mm -hmm. You have friends that have nine to fives. Totally. Like all my siblings, nine to fivers. Mm -hmm. Like I fully believe like the entrepreneur life is not for everyone. And like people that are happy in their job, like respect. I, I think it's yes. awesome. Like it's yes. so cool. So with that said, uh, I do strongly strongly admire anyone that has the courage to wake up and say hey i'm not happy here whether that's just in one job or just in life in general like i'm not happy here i want to make a change what was that moment like for you and, and how did you know you needed to like do something different and yeah. how did you get enough motivation to take that leap because it can be scary oh it was terrifying it was absolutely terrifying i mean i'm still terrified i don't know what the fuck i'm doing yeah. <laughs> i just, like, this is real talk to day people. To day. I mean, sometimes you wake up and you don't put pants on and sometimes you like, you know, go record a podcast and have seven other meetings like today, you know, yeah. um, the moment that I had to jump ship. So I had a pretty toxic relationship with my boss who was on the East coast, um, at the software company. And we just had this blowout of all blowouts and it was just really, it was a day, man. And mm. so I think that was just kind of like the straw that broke 
the camel's back. Is that the same? You nailed it. Okay, exactly. yeah, I'm like, I feel like there's like hay or Why straw. does it have to be a camel? Like, okay, sorry, go on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a day. And so I remember calling my husband just in absolute, like, full, like, tears. Just, like, ugly crying, like, gasping for air. And was like, I can't do this anymore. And so, you know, I, I'm going to need some support. At that point, I had already had the blog going. Um, was starting to monetize that a little bit, but it wasn't a lot. So my husband, you know, giving us that time for full support while I like got my shit together, mm-hmm. you know, and it's hard, like the stability, that's the thing with the nine to five is like, you, you guys got, you have the stability and it's like last month I had a huge, great month. And you know, the month before that it was total shit. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a matter of sort of rolling with the punches and I think staying creative, but, um, you know, having a support system, um, or even a nest egg that you can kind of lean on until you like get stuff up and running was like huge. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's still months that I need support and then there's months where I'm just like crushing it and right. feeling so good and, you know, able to invest in things like coaching or, you know, summits or workshops or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Let's talk about that for a second. Like, there's so many ways we can... Like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I should have booked you for two hours because I, like, I know how, how deep we can go into yes. all this. But, yes. like... Hi, guys. One, one of the things that I've, I've seen from mentors and people 100% that are successful is they do keep investing in themselves. They're yeah. always learning. What are some of your, like, continuing education and learning practices that yeah. you are a big fan of? Um, books... Um, podcasts, like we talked about earlier, I'm trying to be a podcaster, like truly trying to be a podcast listener. So that's something I'm working on. Um, as someone who hosts events and workshops and programs for women, I'm trying to like stay in those as well. Um, shout out soul success summit. Um, she, my friend, Elisa Wilcox is a business coach and she's hosting a two day women's retreat, um, end of March and first of April next year. So I booked my ticket to that, which I'm stoked. Um, and yeah, I think it's just like you said in the very beginning, it's like connecting with your tribe of people. So whether it's having a mastermind session or, you know, just staying with those men and women in my life that are doing it, you know, on their own, that's a huge form of investment for me too, is just spending the time, um, with people that are, you know, trying to make dream work. So I gotta, I gotta just pause and say this. So like for everyone listening, I went to Lauren's. Uh, goal setting and feng shui workshop. Mm-hmm. When was that? Last month? Last month, yeah. Last month. And like picture and imagine this. I walk to this like really cool like loft <laughs> style, um, like unbelievable yoga studio up these stairs. And it's just like this beautiful open space. And she's got like cool, what do you call them artisans, I think. Artisans, yeah. like local artisans mm-hmm. and people just selling really creative art and, and things that they'd, they'd made and clothing and jewelry, like you name it. And um, then the workshop started and like, look, I was one of two men yeah. in that room. I <laughs> My was dad. Just, it was your dad and me. <laughs> and it was like 50 women. I was like, hey, I'm not complaining. Like, this is cool. Yes. But it was really cool. And I want to say to all the men listening, like, guys, there is... And, I, and I'm and i so serious with this. Like, there is a movement right now yes. with women in business mm-hmm. that, frankly, is, like, kicking the guy's ass. <laughs> like, these women's retreats yeah. and stuff. Like, 
I don't know. Like, it's just, it's phenomenal to see. Like, it's just, it's so cool. And like, I get nervous. I'm like, I got to get my shit together. Because like, the women are just on top of it. Like, they make lists. Like, it's just like, they get it done. Yeah. And so I I wanted to just say it was like a really cool thing to see that. And I think that, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's old school guys that even listen to my podcast out there. They're like, oh, it's still like a man's world. It is not. Like, (laughs) it's time to like humble your shit, put your ego aside Mm -hmm. and be like, what can I learn from these different perspectives? That's so rad. I'm so glad you enjoyed that. And yeah, it was, it was, it was supposed to be a women's workshop. And then I like, we needed help. Melissa did the cooking and Melissa's his wife and she needed help and my dad was there to do audiovisual and it was like so cool just to have a little bit of like, you know, male energy in the room. And, um, you know, it was just, it's funny just watching you, you know, cause you kind of got to participate a little bit too and mm-hmm. listen. And, um, yeah, man, women have got it going on right now. Like something's in the air. Um, I'm feeling super empowered just from the community that I see on Instagram and that I connect with. Like, it's our time right now. You know, elections just happen. So many women and it's, you know, it's something we've, really we've got shit going on. It really so, was. So, um, and I'm not saying like, can I, can I confess something real yes, quick? This confess. is really, really funny. Confess. Okay. So just on the election note. So like, obviously this was, this was a big election. Like I think more people got out maybe, I don't know the stats, but it feels like more people really got out to vote than ever. It feels like it. Like there was a huge, huge push. Yep. Uh, really cool to see people on Facebook like posting, hey, who needs to ride to the polls? Mm-hmm. Like just all that stuff. But I got to tell you, like, like I st- there was like 10 or so propositions mm-hmm. here in California yeah. with different issues to be voted on. And like I did my best to like study those, but I was a little bit like fuzzy on some of the candidates. Yeah. Because there's like nine districts of different things and yeah, house appellate and, court and you know, or like, appellate court and all that. You're <laughs> like, like judges and stuff. Yeah. So, like, I don't really tend to vote towards just one party. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm probably more of the left. Yeah. Let's be real. But, like, if I didn't know a candidate, it was, like, a guy or a girl (laughs) or a man or a woman, I, like, pretty much just, like, filled in the bubble with all the women. And it's like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, this is just... And then I got out and Melissa was like, did you just fill in the women? I was like, I just filled in the women. So good. (laughs) So good. I mean, it worked, right? I, I'm all for it. I just, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm all over the map in politics. And, like, I just, like I said, there's there's a, there's a there's momentum with women right now. And for sure, it was so nice to see that many women on the ballot. Like, straight up. Like, I, I did my research. I did my homework. I get a bottle of wine out and I, like, you know, read yeah. and I, you know, yeah. do all the things. And, um, yeah, they were mostly women, though. Just because I think it's, I mean, it's, it's historic. Yeah. You know? It is. A hundred percent. But I love your confession. <laughs> That's my confession. Really Guys good. hate me or not, but like that was what happened. Like I yeah. filled in the women. Okay. So, um, I am a feminist. <laughs> Actually, it's really interesting though. One last thing on this note. Yeah. Um, oh my God, we could do a whole podcast on, yeah. on male feminine, uh, energies and polarities and things like that. Yeah. That's fascinating to me. But my guest, uh, just the other day, a guy named Brian Paisley, he said something really interesting, and, and I, I feel the same way. He said, Brock, I'm really involved in the ultra-running community, and, and he's married, like, happily and all this, but he says, I tend to gravitate more towards the energy of women. Mm-hmm. He's like, I feel more comfortable, like, 
like pacing women through the woods. Wow. Like that sounds that sounds creepy. It's not like this is a race. <laughs> you know, like an ultra race. Like he's like he'll pace females and women, and just he said he felt more comfortable around that energy. And I think that's that's interesting because like for me, um, Sunday dinners. Like if I'd go to my mom's, like as a as an adult child years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, I wouldn't like sit and watch football with the guys. Like, first of all, football is just not my thing. Yeah. But like the, the, you go in and there's six women in the kitchen. Like, yes. meh, 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 meh. I just thought it was fascinating. Yes. Like Totally. The kitchen party, man. Yeah. That's like, where it's at. There's just a lot going on. So yeah. I think that's interesting, but I, I think this could be really huge for maybe just it's one or two women listening right now. And maybe they've got a few kids and their husband works and they work a nine to five too, but they want to do something for themselves. Yeah. Whether that's a coach or start a blog or, you know, be an Instagram influencer where they're, you know, talking about products that they really love. Like what, what were some of the first (laughs) steps for you? And I know there was probably some messy parts, but like when you started that blog and like, what advice would you give to someone in that situation that, really wants out they just don't know where to start oh that's a good question um okay here's the thing here's the thing we're on iteration i don't know of my business you know it was like blogger whatever um health coach goal coach you know so there's iterations i can't even tell you how many websites i've built myself Mm -hmm. um do something that you lose track of time doing. Mm. So if you lose track of time hiking, start something around that. If you lose track of time cooking, start something around that. If you lose track of time hanging out with women, do something with that, whatever. So that was that's the first piece. The second piece is know that it's going to change. Like you're going to go through iterations. Um, I found myself being super like perfectionist. I needed it just so. Um, and you know, the technology piece, I figured it out. You know, I watched the YouTubes and I did all the things and I started with WordPress and kept it as simple as I possibly could asked for help when I needed it. But just like simple and ugly, like you should have seen my first food photos with like an iPhone four (laughs) or three or whatever it was back then, you know, just dimly lit. Like it looks like (laughs) hog slop. And I'm like, I'm going to blog and tell you this recipe, like whatever. Um, So make it ugly, make it messy, um, and do something like that you, I have this workbook that I want to bring up right now. It's called the Passion Finder Workbook. It's one of my like freebie kind of digital downloads. Um, And it's basically a set of 16 questions you can go through and it's just random questions that help you kind of connect the dots. Mm. Um, Finding something that you're passionate about doesn't come easily to everyone. And so I think answering these questions and sort of weaving it together Um, I've had a lot of people come out with sort of a a little side hustle, you know, or at least something like, dang, I had no idea I was so passionate about succulents. Like, let's, you know, try something with that. Which, by the way, I got got to just jump in because, like, (laughs) for people thinking um, as they're listening to this, like, yes, passion is hard to find, but, like... We are in the most incredible era with with the internet and, like, what we can start now. Like, I've literally seen... um, Instagram pages and businesses built around cactus. Yeah. Like, oh, I follow like, them all. Like I'm the cactus girl from Arizona and like like 2,000 amazing images of her with cactuses and she sells cacti. Yeah. That's Is that even right? That's like, right. Not cactuses, it's cacti. cacti. Is it octopi or octopus? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay, back on track yeah. though. Like 
but that's i think that's what's so amazing is like and i think that's huge like what do you lose track of time doing Mm -hmm. like that's a huge indicator yeah totally and mine and i thought it was cooking it still is cooking cooking's a piece of it um the health and wellness part but mine is mine is being in a group of women and like doing a workshop or like this one-on-one coaching or, you know, that energy that I'm like literally after the workshops that I do after the one last month, I was like high for days, a week at least. Um, and that's the good shit, you know, that's the stuff that I, I love. And so just that feeling when you're like, this feels good. I'm having so much fun. I totally lost track of time doing this. Um, play with it. Mm. You know, it could be a blog. It could be a podcast. It could be something creative, you know, like maybe drawing or art or whatever. I do have one thing I want to say. This is so, um, I was in an, another account. I have my own account accountability group now called the accountability Academy. Super fun. We make weekly commitments and you have to prove you did it with a photo mm. and it's 30 bucks a month. It's just super fun. Um, rocking group right now, but I was in another accountability group before that. And I have, um, this woman, Phyllis, if you're around, hello, Phyllis, you're a dear. She had a phrase that said, stop consuming, start creating. Hmm. So, you know, we consume content and, you know, we consume, you know, things, right? Energetically, food, water, whatever, um, you know, iPhones, computer screens, all of that. Um, So stop consuming, start creating. And that was huge for me because now I find myself, if I'm just like drone scrolling on Instagram, I'm like, go repot a succulent or go make a fucking casserole. Yeah. You know, like it's a really good way to kind of yank me out of that. Mm -hmm. But, um... Yeah, I think that we we always need more creators. And if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I kind of want to do something a little. Yeah, create something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep it simple and create something. So I love that. Um, and, and like, I, I know there's probably some people listening that are like, oh, I'm like, I'm like a left brain math person. I like I do numbers. Maybe yeah. I'm even an accountant. Like, yeah. why is creation important to me? Um why would you say the creative process is important to anyone regardless of how they're wired? Um, the creative process is, I mean, I, I call it like the good shit, right? That's kind of, I mean, taking nothing and creating something is always rewarding. Um, whether you're super type A, mathy, like if you're an accountant, create a program for other accountants to learn more and mm. to you know, do something better. So I I find that a lot of these people that are in really specific skilled trade niches and kind of more nine to five or corporate setting, um, they too have a special skill set to create something. And that's talking to the other people and and enriching the lives of the other people in the same vertical. Um, Did that answer your question? Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, let let me ask you this. When you are stuck, like I get the, Mm. what did you call it? Drone scrolling? Yeah. It's like, I'm like a robot. It's like, 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 like. like. Your eyes are crossed. You're scrolling through Insta. They're burning red. Yeah. Like that's like the time to go create. So someone who's in a creative funk and and look, I like, I 100% believe anyone that's got a side hustle or an entrepreneur, you have to be a creator. Yeah. Like you are always thinking about creation yeah but when you're in a a slump what are some things that you do to kind of get out of that and foster creativity are there any practices or things that help you is that like the most delicious segue into talking about goal setting yes i agree (laughs) (laughs) that was so good um i set goals that's how i create so um or get in the kitchen or garden but my big thing is um so i have a bunch of like journaling practices that i teach in my programs 
Um, I would say the biggest thing that I do to kind of get out of a funk is I do what I call balance bother list. So basically in my goal setting world, there's three phases. There's prepare and visualize, there's organize and clarify, and there's reflect and maintain. So within that first bucket, prepare and visualize, there's a bunch of just great journal exercises to get your juices flowing and to kind of like passion finder is one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like to do my balance bother list. And that's basically just kind of writing down a short list of kind of things that feel kind of wacky or out of balance or sticky or yucky or you know, the things that kind of wake you up in the middle of the night at 4am, you're like, fuck, I didn't send that email or, you Mm -hmm. know, um, so I make a list of what fills out a balance. And then I also write down the remedies to each of the balance or imbalances. So it's just a quick way. I do this at the beginning of every week, or if I just need a little shift, um, yeah, just make, write it down. Like what feels shitty. And most of the time, you know what you could or should be doing to create a remedy. Mm. Um, if you get stuck, call me, but (laughs) like most of the time it's like, I didn't floss. What should you do? Create a schedule to floss your teeth, right? Like if that's one of your imbalances. The other thing is I, um, I have an insanely happy list and I make a list of all the things that make me insanely happy, like, um, gardening and cooking and all of that. Hi guys. Hi beautifuls. Mm. I, I, I just, hold on. I, yeah. I love how like, like I'm all serious here. Like if you guys could see that are listening, like my legs are crossed and then we've got the, the Instagram live and Lauren's just like every so often like, Hey guys. Hi. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. We've got multiple, multiple streams. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you're feeling funky or uncreative, make a list of things that make you crazy happy, like walking your dog or whatever and do something on it. Like energetically, it's like the best way to just shift. Um, Those are a couple of my exercises. But yeah, I mean, setting goals, taking a peek into the future, manifest some shit, write it down. Um, You know, goal setting is super powerful form of manifestation. I think I said it, but it's taking the stuff that's banging around in your head and it's writing it down on paper. And I can't even stress that there's like something about writing it. I was going to ask you about this. I'm yes. glad we're going here. Yes. Okay. So writing out physically with a pen or pencil yes. on paper yeah. versus typing or pecking in your phone. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of psycho because I'm a goal coach and, you know, I've got my things. But I always start with it written and I've got Evernote and I've got my reminders app and all that other stuff. But there's the magic is in writing it down. It's like super clear channel to the universe, God, whatever you identify with. Um, like, I'm letting you know this is what I want. Like, and you know, nine times out of 10 universe, God, goddess, whatever you um, identify with steps in is like, okay, got you. Um, that's, that's just something that happens. It's magic. It's magic. So yes, write it down. If you want it, write it down. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have a jet to fly all my hurt, my herd of boxers around on if I don't write it down. (laughs) (laughs) That would look really cool. Yeah, right. We're all on a private jet. (laughs) Okay, so writing down is super powerful. And then what else in kind of the manifestation process do you do? Uh, Obviously, you go and work your ass off at some point. Like, But before we get to that, like, just the visualization, like, how can people who are like, eh, I'm a really bad meditator. Like I don't, I have a hard time seeing things. I'm not visual. Like what advice would you give to someone like that? That just needs some clarity on that process. Yeah. Like there's, it it does have to get a little visual in your brain. I think, um, there's a few ways. Vision boards are great. Pinterest is great. 
Um, I'm, I'm a sucker for a legal pad and this happened to me like last week. So I just got out a legal pad and I have this idea in my head of this home that I'm like trying to manifest. And I just like drew a square on the sheet of paper and just started like filling in the things that I wanted. Mm. So sketching, um, the other thing too is like, let's say that you want a jet or a boat, right? So who are these people that have jets or boats or that know about jets or boats? Um, what are they doing? Where do they live? You know, how can you connect with them? And so I think connecting with other people to see, um, you know, maybe how they did it or some steps or learning about whatever trade, um, is a, is a form of visualization too, getting you to physically see it. Right. Um, yeah. Pinterest, Instagram, just, you know, if you know, a guy that's like, I just bought a boat or whatever, you know, I just bought a catamaran, you know, follow them and see what's, what's happening. Yeah. YouTube too. YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. Except yeah. for me. I have like five videos. <laughs> I just can't, I can't do the Instagram, the Facebook, the (laughs) podcast. I just, I mean, yeah. You can't do it all. It's one thing at a time. Next time when you come on the podcast, we will have like five phones going. Like we're going to go Gary Vee style. Gary Vee. Like we're going to do it. Such a good man. Okay. So, um, manifesting, writing stuff down, visualizing what you want, and then, you know, the action part like yeah this, this is where all the like secret haters come out of the woodworks and like <laughs> fuck you guys like you think you can just sit on the couch and like visualize and it's gonna poof come yeah. into existence all your like, woo-woo shit yeah my yeah. dad's like okay all your woo-woo whatever but... and, and like and that's that's what i loved about your workshop is because it was so practical mm-hmm. like it's I a left blueprint with, yeah i left with a sheet of stuff like okay this totally makes sense so talk to us about kind of the practical piece and like how you help people from there. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're into second bucket, organize and clarify. So that's basically taking all the fun stuff that was banging around and you drummed up some passion and you figured out what makes you crazy happy and you did all these things. Um, now we got to like get it. So creating the proper verbiage I think is really important. That's what's creating that crystal clear channel. I blank by date. I blank by date. I own a boat by December of 2030. I, you know, whatever. Um, and then getting it into, um, well, celebration is a huge thing in my practice. So I always say this, all my vixens are like, yeah, 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 celebrate. We get it. But, um, sitting in that moment of, of accomplishing your goals and not just moving on to the next thing is a huge thing that we, I work with my clients on. Um, and so figuring out how you're going to celebrate and like figure out why this goal is important in the first place. Like, why the fuck do you want it? Mm-hmm. Why do I want a jet? Cause I want to go all over the world with a herd of dogs and my husband, you know, that's, that's my <laughs> why. Um, so from there is the action steps. The action steps are the things that are actually schedulable. Um, for me, if it doesn't, if it's not scheduled, it doesn't exist like mm-hmm. straight up. And so the action plans are like, okay, meet someone who has a boat. And figure out, or a jet, you know, whatever, you know, figure out like the different types of boats or jets or, you know, um, a lot of the action plans are usually like research or they can be habitual. Like if you want to lose weight or whatever, it's like getting to the gym is the action plan. That's the schedulable piece. And so, um, you know, it goes goal. How are you going to celebrate? What's your why? And then big list of all the action steps that you need to do. And sometimes action steps have action steps. Yeah. Yay. Hi, Janice. Sorry. We're, yep. Just <laughs> saying hi to my booze. Um, yeah. So the action steps are the most important part. Um, if you don't get to work on the action steps, nobody's going to think you're serious, mm-hmm. including God or universe or whoever you 
identify with. Um, that's the hustle. The action steps are the hustle. So, um, but once you start giving energy to something like that, like where energy go, intention flows, energy go, whatever that saying yes. is. Um, yeah, once you start to give your goals some energy, you will find that serendipity arises. Yeah. I love that. So two, two questions I had. Um, one is, oh, I lost my train of thought. Okay. With the one I wanted to ask you. Um, so going back to people that have a lot of fear around setting goals, and I think it's so natural, Mm -hmm. like so natural, been there too, Mm -hmm. like fear of not getting the goal. Like, and and honestly, like when you said for, in your example, like I will own a a boat by blank date. Like when I hear stuff like that, sometimes that scares me. Yeah. Cause I'm like, fuck, what if I don't? Yeah. Like what's, how do you like overcome that fear process for people that have failed so many times yeah. with their goals and still encourage them that like, Hey, this is the right process to obtain this. I mean, goal setting is not so serious, man. It's just writing something down. Um, the magic is in the writing down. We've talked about that. And it can be really scary to pick a date out of thin air, but I promise that's where magic happens. And if you don't accomplish a goal, you don't accomplish a goal. That's the only thing. Um, you do have to be gentle and you do have to tell your negative internal chatter to shut the fuck up Mm -hmm. if you don't accomplish a goal. Like, no shame. Um, And that does take a little practice. Um, You know, I have clients that miss goals. I miss goals, but it's all about getting back on the horse. Re-centering, maybe setting some new dates, maybe looking into some new action plans. Um, They're not serious. We're not getting them tattooed on our arms. It's an iterative process, right? Like, I work on my goals quarterly. I check in on them, like, monthly, just take a peek. I'm working on my 2019 goals right now, and... I realized that I accomplished a lot this year that I didn't celebrate for. And so, I'm, you know, it's always just kind of like moving and shifting. But um, don't be scared. Pick a date out of thin air. Just try it on. Yeah. Um, if you start working on the goal and it feels like shit, then let it go. If you start working on the goal and you're super fired up and lifted up and it feels worthy, if it's a worthy pursuit, <clears throat> keep going. Um, but yeah, we, we can shift and rewrite and um, it's just writing it down. I you love know? that. And I mean... Like clearly someone that writes it down is going to have a better shot of getting it than just like doing nothing. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And just leaving it in your head. I mean, that's where, that's where it's going to live. It's going to stay in your head. Um, Getting it out, telling some people what you're up to is huge too. Like, where's your community? And like, you guys, I'm working on this. Okay. So that was what I was going to ask you about. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of two schools of thought with announcing your goals. Yeah. Some people are like, don't tell anyone, just like get to work and then talk post game. Yeah. And then there's supposedly a lot of power as well in announcing a goal. So where do you think is kind of the best spot? I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, of the school of the latter. You okay. have to tell somebody. Um, that's where the Accountability Academy came from. Um, I just noticed that there's a huge difference between internal accountability and external accountability. Like, if I tell Janice that I'm going... To meet her at the gym at nine, I'm gonna go meet Janice at nine because I don't want to let her down. Um, if I keep it to myself, I can just sweep it under the rug. But I always say this: just as there's a breakdown, like Janice is not gonna want to be my friend if I keep bailing on her, right? Right. 
just as that happens externally, if you keep saying you're going to do something internally and you don't do it and you keep letting yourself down, um, I really think that there's a breakdown there as well. So, um, you know, integrity, integrity is a thing, man. I, I try to be an integrity, um, a lot, but it's always, a, it's, it's a struggle, you know, but if I have somebody else involved, it's way easier to keep my word mm -hmm. and do what I say I'm going to do, you know? Um, so yeah, the accountability Academy, like straight up, you're in a Facebook group. That's like super, like we, we comment, you know, we post every day. Um, you set a bunch of agreements for the week and you have to pay a $5 fine to a charity if you don't post a picture of you doing your commitment. Mm -hmm. So it's photo based too. So that's even another level. Um, so let me ask yeah. you this. If, if someone wants to get an accountability partner, mm -hmm. obviously your group's a great starting point. Yeah. Like I think, I, look, I think anytime you actually pay money, like you're committed, like Huge. skin in the game. Yeah. Like period. Yeah. Like you're going to follow through or you look like a jackass. Right. Um, but let's say, you know, let's say someone's not in an accountability group. They just want to start with getting an accountability partner, for example. Yeah. And, you know, let's say their partner doesn't do the shit that they say they're going to do the first week. Yeah. I've thought about this a lot. Like, what is the line between being a good supportive friend? Like, oh, I know you had a lot going on this week. Like, yeah. I understand. Like, I'm empathetic versus like, hey, like, I kind of need to be a dick about this because you didn't do it and you said you were going to do it. Like, yeah. how do you balance that? Or is getting a friend to the wrong person? <laughs> I, I mean... That's, it's a really tough question to answer. Um, I like, I mean, I'm nice, you know, you are nice. I don't want to let, <laughs> I don't, I don't want you to get away with what you said you were going to do. Um, but I also realize life happens. That's why this program is awesome. Cause it's like, these are the rules. These are the rules you have to pay if you don't do it. Yeah. Um, I think getting somebody who's like a friend of a friend is a good idea. Like maybe one degree of separation, um, so you don't know all the super duper intricacies, uh, intricacies of life, you know? And, um, the other thing too, is getting someone that you know really well that like doesn't take any of your shit. Yeah. Um, you know, my mom's good at this, but you know, I have some friends that are like the fuck and I have some friends that are really tender and soft that would, you know, would be like, Oh, I totally get it. Like you've had such a thing, you know? Right. Um, so that's a really hard question. I think it just depends on your personality. Yeah. I need someone like who's going to kick my ass, who's going to make me pay a fine and who's going to make me <laughs> submit a photo of what I said I was going to do. I'm just sneaky like that. Like I said, I want to be like in integrity all the time, but it's yeah. always work. Yeah. I so. love that. I love that. That's something I've thought about a lot. And I mean, with, um, what, let's go here for a second. So like, what are some of the reasons you feel like people don't, achieve stuff like I think the why is huge like yeah. really not loving it enough to, to follow through like yeah. not having that clarity what what else like um yeah the why is huge um if you don't have a strong why like the de derailment of daily life and things is just is just can be too much um you've got to want it badly um and if you can sit down and you can write an entire page worth of why you want it you got a really good start um, the other thing I think is just, um, the, the maintenance. So checking in like on a monthly basis, um, and saying like, is this still relevant? Is my why still strong? Um, 
you know, what did I miss the most this month? Like if I said I was going to go to the gym all these times, like did I miss that a lot? Or, you know, where am I trying to be sneaky? Um, the other thing for me is like the scheduling piece, man. Um, I just ordered a new desktop calendar for 2019, writing it out, you know, like I then schedule it in my phone because I'm crazy, but I think not <laughs> scheduling it, like that's the biggest piece. It's like, you can leave one of my workshops and I'm like, Hey, your homework is literally to get your goal written on one single page and like to get them scheduled in your phone. Um, it's kind of the phase of what I call implementation. And like, if you don't go and do that scheduling piece, um, I think that that's where a lot of failure comes in. I don't really like the word failure, but I mean, it's just where you can lose focus. Mm-hmm. Like, the celebration too. Like if I don't schedule myself a time to celebrate because I accomplished a goal, like it won't happen. You know, if it's something as simple as like going for a nice walk or whatever, um, scheduling is a huge piece for me. So yeah, um, it's, those are kind of the main points of failure. I think not scheduling, um, not keeping your why super strong and not, um, checking in. Like I said, it's an iterative process. Like you've got to, you got to keep it going. Um, and, and missing the mark is okay. Like Mm -hmm. it's okay. You're by setting goals and like writing this stuff down, like you're so far ahead of the game, right? You know, like you're, you're putting in the work and you're taking the time to create a happy, healthy life, you know? Yeah. Um, as opposed to someone who's not, so you're already there. Yeah. And and I think often as humans, we, we look for the complex, like we look like, Oh, like this should be really really complex or 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 intricate but yeah. like it's not no. like it's like and like i literally think some people don't do stuff because it sounds so simple like oh lauren said i should write down on one page like what i want right. out of my life right like, i'm like no really like no like go home and do it really like, really really do that because like out of a room i don't know it depends on the room i guess but like most people probably won't even do that. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. When I have another example, too, my mom, Serendipity Consulting, um, love you, mommy, uh, feng shui consultant, 20 years, did the workshop with her. She can go feng shui at home and spend two hours with someone inside the house and then, um, like, give them some tips that could dramatically elevate the energy in the room and could really create some shifts you know, in their abundance section or their health and family section, you know, like these are, these are things, um, you know, it's something simple as like hang a crystal and then the implementation doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And in my world in goal setting, I think the hanging of the crystal is technically an action step, right? It's got to be scheduled and implementation is the hustle. The action plans are the hustle. Um, and so the people that go home and hang the fucking crystal and write down the fucking goal on a piece of paper are the ones that start the momentum. Yeah. They're like, I will take this serendipity. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's where you see some really cool stuff. I have so many fun stories about clients accomplishing goals and it's like, that's why I do what I do. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's hear a little bit more about that. Like, cause and I think that's. And I, I swear we could spend a whole hour on this. Like, I think it's so interesting. You said I kind of went from like this love of cooking yeah, to like flowing more into like goals is what I love. Like helping people reach those goals is really the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that people need to hear that more. Like it's okay to shift 
Yeah. I have I have so many shifts. Like Oh my gosh. And I look like I'm all over the place to people <laughs> on the outside, but like I really think it's a journey for people to find what they're like literally what can they get up every day and be stoked about? Yeah. Like that's hard Holy. to find. It is hard to find. Um I think like giving it some energy, like on your bother list, like I don't feel like I'm passionate about anything. Like maybe go to, you know, like what could you do? You could go to some new events or you could whatever, whatever. Um, I think that the shift is part of the whole plan that you can, it feels messy. It does. Like I'm saying this like inside out, it feels messy it feels like I own a lot of domains and it feels like I've <laughs> made all these websites and it feels like, you know, but right now, for right now, this is where I feel most alive. This this spot of these women being a connector in my community and being of service in my community and helping people reach their goals. This is where I'm at right now. And I don't know that it'll be like that forever. And that's a little scary, but like, we got to keep creating. Yeah. Like, like you said, there's these personalities that you're, they're creators. Like you've got to keep creating. Um, and I think that like for me being of service is a huge part. And if I find that there's maybe something, another way or another Avenue that I can be more of service to my community, um, who knows, you know, accountability Academy is brand new. There's like 10 members right now and we're just like checking it out. Yeah. Seeing, you know, um, so, I think it's just, it's part of it. Like that makes me feel safer is like also hearing from other people too. Like just knowing that it's part of it and like, it doesn't have to be so feared to like buy a new domain and like try on something new and it might not work. I've had so, I had this one website one time called finding beauty and wellness. Like, I don't know what the fuck that was. (laughs) Like I have no idea. It was like some some journey, you know, and it totally flopped and that, you know, it's yeah. part of it. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. And, and I like, don't you feel like you truly learn more from like the times that something went oh, yeah. nowhere? Like you made a oh, quote yeah. unquote mistake. Like that's where you learn. Yeah. And you pivoted and then you you figured out something different. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and I think just keeping like my community enrolled, like, do you guys like is this something you're into? Like, mm-hmm. am I, am I talking to my target market? Am I like, you know, my avatar? Like, am I serving the woman that I want to be serving? Yeah. You know? And I just missed it on that, man. I, I don't even remember. I was like, I don't even know what the, the goal, I don't even know who I was talking to with that website, you know? And so <laughs> I think it's really just like, you know, what, what, what am I creating? Am I also, am I creating value? Well, that's like... I think that's so key too is knowing your market um, and you're really good at that. Like you literally know who's your market, like who's your target, like the ages, like where do they live, like what are their habits, like what does she do daily, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I think think that getting feedback thing is huge too and I think so many businesses don't do that because they're scared of bad feedback, like you guys suck and they're scared of that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so huge. It's, um, I like to think of like, of my community as like a giant R&D group. Mm. Like people love to give their opinions about stuff. It's just human nature. Yes. And I am like, I think just being open to other opinions, you know, and I need help. 
I need your advice. Like, I need your feedback. Like, do I post too many flat lays of food on my Instagram? <laughs> do I, um, you know, like, rant about whatever? Do I, you know, post too many stories? Am I oversharing? All these kinds of things. Like, asking those questions. Because I need the feedback. Yeah. And I want to stay in service and exciting. Um and you're not always in that flow. I think a couple weeks ago, I was just, yeah, like, I didn't plan out any of my content. I didn't plan any of my Instagram stuff. My colors were all over the place. You know, just feeling sort of in a rut content-wise. And, yeah. um, you know, I just was like, what do you guys want to see more of? Like, what what do you want right now? Like, we're transitioning into fall. You know, we've got kind of holiday upon us. And it was like, let's, I had someone get an idea together to do a holiday gift guide. Hmm. And, um that was really cool. Shout out, Lise. That's amazing. Um, that's what people are wanting right now, connecting with local artisans. And, you know, so we're doing that right now. Yeah. On the blog. Yeah. So, yeah. Getting getting feedback. And, and like, there's no excuses. Like, it is easier than ever to get mm-hmm. feedback from your audience. Like, yeah. go on Instagram. Ask a question. If you don't know right. how to do that, like, go to Google right now. Right. How do I ask the question feature? How do I use the question right. feature on Instagram? Like. Right. Or Facebook, like, go on and, and post a question. Like, it is so easy. People yeah. just need to do it. And then yep. listen. Mm-hmm. And look, you probably didn't do everything that people have told you to do. Like, I had I had someone in my business to say, oh, we want this particular kind of shirt, da da da, da. I'm Like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah, like, we're not doing that. <laughs> not right now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. I, I, I do. Like, I bought all those pom-poms from Mexico. This is, like, such a funny thing. I just, like, had this idea that I was going to start up this little online store and sell these pom-poms from Mexico just as, like, a thing because I thought everyone would love them. Well, like, I sold two. Wait, what are these pom-poms? So they're, like, like... <laughs> these beautiful yarn pom-pom garlands. They're made in the state of Chiapas in Mexico. Okay. And they're, like, home decor. And they're just like the happiest decor things ever. And I thought that like that was going to happen. And people were like, eh, I just don't really need it. And mm. I was like, no shit. Okay, I'm hanging them <laughs> all in my house. They're all going to my house. Jeremy's like, okay, we can buy all these. But like, you better sell them. And I'm like, I'm going to sell them. And like, <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, that was feedback I got. So yeah, yeah I don't, I don't, uh, I needed to hear that too. You know, it's like just, just staying, listening and, um. You don't have to take everyone's advice, but listening. 100%. So as we kind of get closer to closing, I would love to hear one or two of these stories of of people that it's just been very rewarding for you to see. Like what are a couple of those examples? Um, Well, recently in the Accountability Academy, um, just because that one's so strict, you know, like you've got to do your thing and you've got to post it. uh, One of the members um, hosted her first workshop. And that was a really big deal for her. Wow. And so, it, you know, it was like, I, I got to host this workshop. And so it was like, pick a date, work on the curriculum, figure out where I'm going to do it, all the action steps. And she hosted it last weekend. And so, you know, that kind of ripple effect where she's hosting a body love mm. workshop for other women is just like explosion in my mind. That one's really fun. Um you know, I've got I've got clients that have um, wellness goals that are, you know, one of my clients, dear client, has a goal. She's going on a cruise. And so she has some goals around, like, health and wellness for that. And yeah. so she's just absolutely crushing it. 
um, staying on task and, um, you know, goals for myself too, like the happiness retreat that I did last year, March of last year with, um, Janice, like I never thought that I could host a three day overnight women's retreat. Like it just wasn't in my thing. Yeah. Um, and then coming off of that, like I did it and it was because of the goal setting method. I truly applied my own shit to my own shit. Yeah. So, um, Everything from, you know, just sending out your first newsletter. Like, that's one that's going on right now. Um, small little wins in business, you know? Like, I have a lot of clients that are entrepreneurs and have some goals around their business. Um, so, like I said, it's this ripple effect. It's like, I'm helping these women do things that enrich other women's lives. And that's just, like, the best thing in the whole world. 100%. Like, these just happy, happy stories. And it feels good. Yeah. It feels really good. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, w- I was pondering this the other day. Like, I don't know if you've ever been out for a walk or you're in, like, a nice leisurely place and then you're watching, like, 5 o'clock traffic. <sighs> or, like, you're, you're going to the beach and, like, everyone's, you know, coming home from work and they just have pissed off looks on their face. I often just think, like, what are you doing? Like, what's the impact you really want to make on the world? So... Um, in closing, I want to ask you that same question. What is the impact you want to have on the world? Oh gosh. Well, you know, I primarily work with women, although I do have some male clients, which is fun. Um, I want to create first a community of healthy, happy women that are going into their daily lives, doing the same for others. Uh, whether it's just smiling at someone at a gas station, like we're talking really simple, Mm. Um, but yeah, it's creating this ripple effect of healthy, happy women that are just radiating. I mean, like we already talked about in the beginning of this, like when women are on and like this, you know, soft feminine energy that's also strong at the same time, like it's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. So being in support and service of women in my community. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I love it. And um where can everybody find you on the interweb? Right. Well, I have a link tree on my Instagram with like a bunch of links on it, but I want to give you guys, there's the goal setting crash course, which is basically like a whole workshop truncated into one digital download. Um, so you can find that in my link tree um, at Wellness Vixen on the gram. I'm, I love Instagram. Um, <laughs> and I've, my website is www.lauren-bragg with two G's.com. Okay, awesome. And we'll, we'll post notes to this as well, yeah. where everything is posted. Um, amazing. Thank we, you. I could go like two hours. We're going to have you back on the show. Maybe yeah, we'll do yeah. like, um, you know, first of the year, like yeah. as everyone gears up, because people typically follow through for 30 days and then yep. the gyms are empty and everything else. Yep. So I think that'd be super awesome to have yeah. you back. Yeah, and I think we're going to do another workshop um, February 10th um, of 2019, that sweet spot where you do good for a month and then, yeah. Um, I would love to be back. This was super, super fun. I just could talk about this stuff all day. Um, Yeah, let me know for next episode. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Bragg, everyone have a great day. Thanks so much for subscribing and sharing the podcast. We will see you guys on the next episode.